Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode five? Episode five, right? We did establish this before recording. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Of WTF Anime, the show where I made a contract long ago. I may have the powers of being a magical girl, but I have to make Travis watch a lot of anime. So my co-host, as always, is Travis. Hi, guys. (laughs) So much magical girl bullshit. (laughs) I think there was an adequate amount of anime girl bullshit. Not anime girl, magical girl. There's a difference, I think. (laughs) Anyways, it's not just us. We've got a third guest today, huh? Or, well, first guest. (laughs) A third seat of first guest? There we have it. There are numbers. Numbers. He is the GM for PWT United and also the Cool Kids Table. He is an adorable bearded Viking uh so hi alan how's it going hi how are y'all fantastic excited to have you on i'm very excited to be here i'm very excited to uh discuss this particular anime uh so i i'm excited to hear your reaction to it <laughs> well you should be excited you picked it <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh without further ado what anime did we watch um well Today, I presented the challenge of Puella Magi Madoka Magica, uh, which is a magical girl anime. Um, but yeah, Puella Magi Madoka Magica, most people just refer to it as Madoka. And we watched uh, episode three for a very mm-hmm. specific reason. <laughs> yes, episode three. Um, I am not afraid of anything anymore, was the title <laughs> of the episode. Neither am I after watching that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I In my notes, when the title card popped up, I wrote it down, and then I, in parentheses, said, Oh, you sweet summer child. Um, <laughs> whoo, this episode's a, 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 a buster. Oh, so, mu- so much magical girl bullshit. <laughs> what the fuck, anime? It, it, it sounds like you're really pushing for that catchphrase. <laughs> right. Da-da-da-da-da. Branding. <laughs> No, this one, you did well, because I'm going to be saying what the fuck a lot. Yeah, and and the thing that I like about Madoka is that is not at all unwarranted. Mm -hmm. Um, It is actually pretty fair, uh, because there there are some things in this anime that I've watched it through to completion, and I think, Joe, you have too, right? Yes, yes. That when you watch it a second or a third time, when you come back to it, Things are very, very different on the rewatch than they are on the first watch. So it'll be interesting to kind of have the perspective of someone who's only seen this for the first time versus people that have seen this in context to everything else that's going on. Because there is a lot of bullshit that happens that really isn't very well explained. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do we want to talk about what the brief premise of Madoka Magica is uh, before we kick into what the fuck happened in this episode? Sure. Um, so the brief overview, the, the, the elevator pitch, I guess, of uh, Madoka is that there is a young girl named Madoka who meets a um, creature called Kyubi. And Kyubi says, hey, make a wish on me and I will make you a magical girl and you can fight witches. Uh, all of this sounds well and cool. And she meets another magical girl named Mommy. And, you know, things are uh, interesting and and looking up. And then episode three happens. And it's kind of revealed that the actual tone of the show is kind of dark and uh, a little bit 
whist, uh, twisted. So it's kind of the way I like to describe Madoka is it's the magical girl, girl genre. It's Sailor Moon flipped on its head. It, it takes all of the things you expect from Magical Girl and subverts them and makes them interesting and different. Mm. And that's mostly helped by the show writer Gen Urobuchi, who um, was actually supposed to be kept secret working on the staff uh, when this mm. was being released. Uh, it got leaked just before episode one, so I think like a lot of people were thinking that this is going to be fucked up at some point. Mm. They were correct. Because... <laughs> because Urobuchi has done a lot of really dark, bleak, a lot of nihilist anime uh, and manga before this. Oh man, see now I could get into that. I want to feel bad like I've read a Russian novel. <laughs> well, watch the rest of the series. <laughs> yep. Trust me. <laughs> Alright, so are we going to roll into general plot then, as as we do traditionally? Well... Well, what uh, what did you think overall of this episode, Travis? What was kind of your uh, your your general aside from what the fuck your <laughs> general feeling about Madoka Magica? Uh, I am not afraid of anything anymore. <laughs> well, we usually say that to the end, but ah, uh, he... okay, we can do that. We can do that. Too. No, 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 it's fine. You're, you're the guest. Come on. <laughs> we are we have a guest. Let's screw with the formula. I mean, we don't know if it's been working so far, so. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Uh, now, I'm not saying to recommend it. That can be later. But I'm just saying, like, how do you feel about it? I'm still processing. it. It's You, you know, like, when you see, like, a, a really violent car wreck or accident, and, like, you see the thing, but you haven't fully processed that thing? Yeah. I, that's how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe Joe and I can help you unpack some of these feelings as we talk about uh, Madoka a little bit. That's right, folks. You get to sit in on my therapy I mean, that, that's session. The plan. This is kind of a therapy session for, for Travis. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we can kind of hit like what actually happened in the episode, like how it opens out. You get kind of what is essentially the lead off of part two, uh, episode two rather, where they meet Mami and she's going around showing them like, this is how magical girl things work, and it's all super dangerous, and you shouldn't make your wish, like, recklessly. So there's a very, very brief fight scene. We get to see Mami's weapon, which are a lot of guns. It's true. <laughs> Pulls from everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to make a quick point. I went ahead and dubbed that weapon the seizure gun, because she fires that really <laughs> big weapon, and then there's, like, a cut scene with, like, a bunch of flashing colors, and I'm like, oh man, I'm glad I don't have any epilepsy issues. <laughs> Her Tiro finale, mm. um, which is interesting. It's actually the same in uh, English and Japanese, uh, Tiro finale. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then I think we get the scene with Sayaka and what's his fuck? <laughs> uh, Kiyosuke? Well, in Japanese, he, yeah, Kiyosuke in English and then Kojimokun in uh, Japanese, but Kiyosuke. Yes. Which, and we basically kind of get the primer of like why she might wait, make a wish, because mm -hmm. childhood friend suffered some kind of uh, accident. Looks like vague. Yeah, vague accident that stops him from playing the violin. Yeah, it's something with his wrist. It looks like there's a bandage there. They don't really uh, give details. It's wanker's cramp. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the most vicious of all British diseases. For pennies a day, you can help Joe. <laughs> So he can save up to buy a brace. <laughs> awesome. And then we hit the opening, which has a lot of 
very magical girl tropes in it already. It does. No, I freaking love yeah. the opening. I didn't mind the like music. It reminds me a lot of a lot of video games I used to play when I was when I was very young. I will say though, they do this weird uh, transformation. How old are these girls supposed to be? Because the transformation sequence makes me mildly uncomfortable and feel mm-hmm. slightly pedophilic. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not on board with that feeling. I wanted to shower. <laughs> and what what I think is so interesting about that transformation sequence is you don't ever see it really in the show. Mm. It's only in the opening credits. Like, and we'll talk about it more when we get to the ending credits. But I love the polarization of the opening credits and the ending credits because the opening credits are so bright and bubbly and the music is so upbeat and she's holding a cat and it's just like <laughs> random, adorable, magical girl things. And it, it's, it's in such stark contrast to especially the clothing thing. But like I said, we'll kind of get there when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just looked it up. I, I thought I was right, but didn't want to say anything. They're middle school. So it is oh, not that okay. Do, that does not make <laughs> me feel any better. I feel worse. Guys, I need to stop recording right now and go bathe. Yeah. Maybe some bleach. I bleach. Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna pet kitties for a while and forget that I saw this. I mean that's like it is a th- it seems to be a weird thing in anime openings where they have not defined but naked characters. <laughs> and to be fair, it was herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was less weird cuz it was her? No. No. <laughs> like we're not going to we're not going to de- <laughs> discuss the finer there points. There was a lot and what's funny is I watched it on lunch break on work uh, at work today and I never realized just how well animated that sequence is because at one point they like hug each other mm. and you watch their chests like press against each other and it's it's very You're making me relive it, Alan. Obvious. Mm. Well, I, I, a lot of things like that aren't in, in those kind of shows, but that, every fold of the fabric, every everything, it just felt very purposeful. Congratulations, buddy. You made me feel uncomfortable again. <laughs> you Yay! did it! Yay! <laughs> I win! <laughs> Yatta! <laughs> oh, man. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on from there. Yeah! This has improved greatly by actually having video of Travis this time. Can you see? Can you see my soul dying a little bit? I wish I had it in the Mon Musu episode. <laughs> I was just angry. I was staring at the screen the entire time, even talking to you. And I kind of like you, Joe. And I was just angry, so angry. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> no, this. Oh no, I. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, back to where we were trying to move through the plot, and then we got stalled, mm-hmm. getting uncomfortable at opening sequences. <laughs> so after we uh, we break away from that scene with uh, okay, what's the guy's name? Because he's on the screen for literally two minutes, and then you never see him again. Kiyosuke? There you go. So back to the magical girl bullshit, right? Right. <laughs> So where do we open after that, or where do we go after that, I should say? Um, So it basically cuts to them in a park, um, and Mommy is using her Tiro finale and taking out uh, a creature, and 
she has uh, Madoka and Sayaka with her. Sayaka's like, oh my God, you're so cool. And mommy's like, yeah, this is really dangerous. Um, if you do this, you could die. This is not a game. Uh, all of this stuff. She comes off as kind of harsh to the girls, which I thought it, it was an interesting way to portray mommy. And then of course, more guns flying out of every part of her. Oh yeah. She's like a blonde Bayonetta. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. <laughs> See, I know that reference because I played the video game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, that's also where I learned a thing because, remember, I've not seen anything prior to this that apparently witches come from uh, grief seeds, and that was not a witch, which is why there was not a seed. It was a familiar mm-hmm. that had gone rogue. Yeah, so like that's the only reason that magical girls exist. Uh, in this in this universe is to deal with the witches who appear out of very stressful situations. Which apparently form seeds of some sort. Grief seeds. Yep. When you kill them. <laughs> they provide power and such. <laughs> Fair enough. And then Sayaka kind of asks Mommy about, you know, well, do you have to wish for yourself or can you wish for other people? Um, And Mommy actually makes a really good point about wishing for other people that you really need to be absolutely sure that's what they want. And you aren't basically wishing, giving them a wish so that they'll be grateful to you forever. Mm -hmm. Because if you do, that's doing it for the wrong reason and it's not going to turn out well. Yeah, as as kind of expected of contracts and wishes, there are <laughs> definitely going to be downsides. Right, I kind of got this sense that it's almost like the every horror story you've ever heard about a bad game master around a Dungeons and Dragons table granting their players wishes just so that they can <laughs> screw them. I mean... <laughs> Have you done this, Joe? Yeah, you're, you're not necessarily wrong. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I totally... And this is further in into the plot, but I got the subtext about these wishes that it's it sounds like it's almost a Faustian bargain. I think that's fair. Mm. Um, I will I will let it be known because I don't think I can really disguise it. I hate Kyuubi <laughs> a lot. Oh God, that I thing get is terrifying. By that thing, so bad. Yep. Oh, it's not just me. Thank God. I'm staring no, into the, the dead, is, soulless eyes of that white rabbit Pokemon thing, and oh, no. And it has this endless smile, and its lips don't move, and it just, the camera freezes on its face, and you're just like, eh. And QB chimes in and is like, you should make wishes as soon as you can. The sooner you do, the better for me. And I'm just like, shut your mouth. <laughs> shut up. QB says, kill your parents. <laughs> Although I do... I do love in the English that mommy's response to that is girls don't like pushy balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is like a bit later on where um, we basically see like how far QB is willing to go to like get the girls to make wishes, which should probably tip the audience off where it's just like, well, no other choice. You have to make a contract right now. Right now. Right or now. else you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> It's a pretty strong motivating factor and one hell of a sales pitch, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> True. Then we move into Madoka's house yeah. and get to see some of her family. Her, her drunk-ass mom. Her drunk-ass mom <laughs> and her creepy-ass drawings. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I thought that was a weird thing because it's all it's not a beat, but the style of drawing and just what we've seen so far... I didn't think we were going to get anything so real world as like a uh, an alcoholic mom. 
That was kind of a weird twist for me. And I actually thought it was handled fairly delicately. They could have done that a lot of different ways, but it was just, oh no, not again. They put her to bed and then her and her dad have a conversation. Mm. It felt very genuine. It didn't feel like they they could have taken that moment and extended it and made it bigger and made it crazier, but they didn't. They kept it very simple and kind of quiet, and mm. I really liked that. It, it's almost more like not focusing so much on the mother and focusing more on like the family itself. Cause rather than like spending the whole time making it everything so miserable, it's just, this is how, like, this is how tight the family is with how they actually deal with that sort of thing. And it just kind of, right. It's like showing it's, it's not a, it's not a perfect life. She comes from kind of deal. And yet they were all supportive of each other. Mm. You know, her dad was like, you know, I love and respect your mother because she chased her dreams and she got them. You know, it it it, it, it is a, obviously a loving family, even if there are problems. Hmm. I could see that. All right, so now back to some more magical girl bullshit. <laughs> Although, before we get there, I do want to point out one thing that the dad says, because they're talking about, like, wishes and making, uh, you know, kind of hmm. slip that in there. And he says, remember, your wishes come true because of hard work. Look at your mother. That's and my right. notes say, hard work and not creepy demons. Yes. <laughs> so do hard work, Madoka. <laughs> Don't listen to creepy little mascot puppet things. Right. Let, once again, can we all just collectively agree, fuck that sexless terror rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, are we on board? Uh, like a vote, yay or nay? Yes, I'm, I'm on board with that, yes. <laughs> The sadistic part of me just wants to really lean into loving Cuba as a character. <laughs> I mean, and, and if you love him, that's cool, yeah. because he, he, he is very interesting. But the problem with Cuba is you can't really talk about him outside of the scope of this episode. Yep. <laughs> and there's so much to Cuba, but in this episode, he's just super creepy. Yep. And, you know, obviously... It's sinister to the audience, but not to Madoka. It's presenting itself in such a way that she believes it, but everybody in the audience is going, bitch, what you doing? Why are you living with that thing? Why is that thing on your head? <laughs> Don't go you know, down it, there. It doesn't work. Hey, she, Don't go down there. She's not she's smart. She doesn't have talent, you know? <laughs> that is true. She is not smart and she does not have talent. Oh, God. Ah, uh, yes. so bad for Madoka because she believes it. Yeah. She has such self-worth and self-confidence issues. And you're just like, oh, you poor sweet baby. <laughs> That's true. That's true. She she does show that uh, she, she is an underconfident girl at this point. And uh, the the sexless terror rabbit uh, informs her that, you know, if she really wants power, she's got the potential to be, like, the most powerful. And all she has to do is make that wish. Mm. More powerful than Mommy, which is the only other touchstone she has for this whole magical girl thing. So. <laughs> yeah, we we don't we don't really actually have any gauge at this point of, uh, about power. I mean, m mommy could suck as far as uh, magical girls go, right? We don't know. I didn't. That is true. Mm. You don't get your next touchstone until the end of this episode. Yes. Um, when you see kind of what Hamora can do. By the way, they don't mention that girl's name in the thing. So I I got, I, lear I learned yeah. that when when Alan said it just now. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Homora, yeah. 
Who wants to talk about the next scene? Uh, we actually see a second magical girl now because mommy and uh, what I referred to up until this point right now as the brown haired girl, which was also a magical girl. They seem to have a standard uniform, by the way. Is, is that? I think that's their school uniform. Okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, they have the school uniform and then the magical girl uniform, which is essentially a very pretty school uniform. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, the brown haired girl informs mommy that she knows what she's doing, that she's trying to get these girls to become magical girls and that she won't stand for it. She doesn't want it to happen. Uh, to which mommy doesn't seem particularly happy. She, she's on the uh, team magical girl team right now. Everybody on board. So Travis, as someone who has not seen the whole series and based on this conversation, whose side are you on? Do you, do you agree with mommy or do you agree with Hamura? See, here's the thing. I don't know because once again, after watching the episode, I get this subtext that there's more to these wishes or becoming a magical girl that they are not being informed about. There's a bit that's probably not so good. Aside from, you know, your only job is to hunt witches. But I'm assuming that would be something that gets explained way down the road from where we're at now. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's why Homero is in such high regard with some people. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. <laughs> uh, so we have that little scene and Mommy basically says, I never want to see you again. If I see you again, I will straight up kill a bitch. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and I love that they're like flipping their hair while they're talking to each other. Yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, Hamura's like, uh, I guess I don't want to fight you and flips her hair. And then mommy's like, well, then don't ever cross my path again. Flip hair. And it's like, it's just so childish almost. And you're like, these people are talking about killing each other yeah. in very violent ways. Actually, to, to be to be fair, Alan, I do believe I've watched two drag queens have that exact argument in that exact way. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're laughing because you think I'm making a joke, but no. No, no, I'm sure. I'm sure you're you're being a hundred percent. The life and times of Travis, folks. That's Dra- on a podcast. <laughs> Drag queen fights and bullshit anime. That's what. That's my life. <laughs> Travis Thomas story. Uh, I don't know who's gonna play me though. You. Me. It's a biopic. Oh, nice. Anyways, uh, let, let's let's talk. Let, let's cut the the script uh, punch up short so we can get back to the anime here today. <laughs> All right. So next we go back to uh, uh, Sayuka and uh, Madoka, and they're kind of in a park, hanging out by themselves, and they encounter a grief seed, along with uh, you know the sexless terror rabbit again because he's ever present. Staring deep into your soul. He is always watching. It's true. Pink eyes. Horrible pink eyes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what's described as a labyrinth opens up. And Saik is just like, cool, I'm going in. And you go find um, uh, Mummy so that we can kill this witch. And that happens. <laughs> it- and then we get introduced to one of the most signature things in Madoka, yeah. which is the crazy ass 
art. What did you think of the art, Travis? Within the labyrinth? It was like, if you had to throw a child's birthday party, but that child was also seriously into intravenous drugs. Uh-huh. Um, that was the background. By the way, a thing that I noticed when they get towards the end of the episode, the way they were coloring or drawing the eyes or, or shading the eyes mm-hmm. changed from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode. At the beginning, it was rough line work uh, that was shading the eyes. By the end, you had that polished uh, anime look. And I don't know why that is, but it was a thing that I noticed. I was like, huh, that's a weird uh, kind of change mid-episode. But there it was. Then again, we were in, um, you know, Sid Vicious's uh, fifth birthday party uh, setting. So... <laughs> what you gonna do? Um, I I adore the art style. It's like Salvador Dali's LSD trip house. Like it's it, it's crayon and paper and texture and all of this. But then you have the traditional anime figures interacting on top of all of this madness and insanity, and it's just such a cool juxtaposition of of essentially it's it's the show's way of uh, differentiating what is normal versus what is abnormal and what is other and it's a really neat device i really really like it it's super stylized and like you're saying like the the textile is always like my favorite effect whenever like they mm-hmm. tear through walls and it's just like paper tears and like weird scribble monsters like hop out and like the the familiars and stuff are like paper, so they move very jerkily. Yeah. They're not animated. They're it's very haphazard, and it's oh, it's so interesting. Mm. And because this was in a hospital, you saw like giant syringes and pills falling from the sky, and they walked through like a pharmacy and all sorts of stuff. And but all the, also candy. There was like a lot of chocolate and cake. And yeah, random pastry and drugs. Like I said, it's it's, it's yeah. it just is uh, fifth birthday party. Coming at you live. That's where the witches come from. Because it's adorable. <laughs> so they have to throw candy in, as well as medicinal equipment. <laughs> <laughs> so Madoka does wind up bringing Mommy in, um, and apparently magical girls can communicate with Kyube psychically. Um, and Kyube also, oddly, can include Sayaka and Madoka in that link, um, even though they are not yet magical girls. Um and so, basically, they have a psychic conversation of, hey, yo, I'm here, cool, nothing's happened yet, don't use a lot of magic, come in quiet, um, and we can maybe get this thing before it hatches. And so, Madoka and Mommy enter Crazy Banana's psychedelic world. Yeah, the labyrinth. <laughs> the drug trip maze. Yeah. Yes, the do- drug trip labyrinth maze. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as Mommy uh, walks through into the labyrinth, who do we have show up behind her but the brown-haired girl that she specifically told, I don't want to see you again. I mean, you know. <laughs> Magical girls, not real great at rule following. Hey, if you were going to get, if you were told by middle schooler that they were going to kill you, wouldn't you just test that? <laughs> <laughs> well, being fair to Hamora, she's there on a mission, mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm going to kill this thing. You and Madoka need to leave. That is true. She even warns um, Mommy that this witch is not like the other ones. 
So I, I don't know if that's true or not, as I've seen zero witches up until this point. <laughs> well, there's a very clear determination on why this witch is so much more powerful than the others. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I'll take oh, yeah, your word for it. That, that's, that's a bit later, though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Homer is... God. Again, I'm running into this problem of... There's right. so much things, so many things I want to talk about. But I, even in these early episodes, I love the kind of alpha Homerora. Like, she is the best magical girl. At least she believes so. And mm-hmm. she's going about this apart from uh, the one who gave her the powers. And she is that independent and <laughs> yep all that stuff can't i literally cannot say anymore <laughs> <laughs> i i love that she's so detached mm. that she that she kind of comes in and she's just this ice queen of you know basically she has kind of the thousand yard stare going on she's like look I, i'm here now i know more about this than you do let me do my job just get out of my way and it it really comes across I, I think it's interesting. Uh, I, I told you guys before, but I don't think I said it on air. I actually watched the English dub and the Japanese sub of this. Um, in the English dub, they actually go out of their way to make Hamura more sympathetic. Um, whereas in the Japanese, she is much more cold, mm. much more just standoffish. And her all of her things she says are very clipped and very, this is what I have to say. And that's it. You're not getting yeah. anything more out of me. Yeah, it's funny. I it's funny noticing that. I kind of I think I do prefer like the Japanese characterization of her at least in these early episodes. Yes. Just because of I guess her role in future episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I I only watched the one. I watched the dub. So, I've only got the first version of Hamura that uh that you referred to. So, yeah, I could see her as if she's supposed to be the, the most badass of all magical girls, uh, kind of having that snide, clipped, do as you're told kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. Well, and then mommy just kind of is like, uh, no, ties her up in magical ribbons, says, be a good girl and I'll let you out. And then she and Madoka proceed into the labyrinth with Hamura screaming after, or well, not screaming after, which I really like. She mm. is just kind of like, you're an idiot. You should listen to me. Pretty much. Uh, and then we kind of get like the little scrub fight scene <laughs> when everyone meets back up. And it's just how many things can we throw at Mami to show off literally all of her guns? <laughs> That's true. And earlier when I said that she reminded me of a blonde Bayonetta, this is actually where I first made that link is when when she's whipping out guns out of nowhere and they keep getting larger because hammer space. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's 100% where I was at when uh, when they, they do the many, many guns from all over the place and her firing them. And spinning like a dancer the whole time. Absolutely. And then she double taps what is supposed to be the witch right in the head. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> Straight up. I don't know about you, but every time I kill a witch, that's how I do it. Well, I don't think that worked out quite like Mommy had planned not so much not so much in my notes i literally put om nom 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 (laughs) and i've got to say this about um the art style uh on the witch that was some straight up ralph bakshi kind of uh bullshit man 
that is a very different art style that they've got going. And it's really mm-hmm. jarring to have the polished look of anime versus something that looks more at home in the 70s. <laughs> but I like that it kind of makes you uncomfortable because that's what the witch is, 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 is something uncomfortable, unnatural. So to have that kind of jarring switch in animation to all of a sudden something that you would have seen on HR Puff and stuff, it, it works for me. Mm. Yeah, again, we're just kind of just circling back to like the whole, the reason like it is so weird is because of the polish and juxtaposition. And it, oh yeah, it's yeah, very jarring. It, it works super well. <laughs> it's very jarring, almost <laughs> to the point that it takes me out of it a little bit. Like I'm, I'm trying mm. to get to the story, but then having the the two different worlds collide, <laughs> animation wise or, or or art art direction wise, hmm. kind of it makes me stop. Like I can still watch it, and you know it's it's not unwatchable because of it, but it does make me pause for a little bit. It, my, my suspension of disbelief disappears for just a second. It snaps mm. me out. And that's fair. Mm. That's fair. Uh, I think we're beating around the bush <laughs> here a little bit, though. Let's do um, it. <laughs> guys. Rip the band-aid off. <laughs> Mommy just straight up head bitten off. <laughs> she is devoured by the witch. <laughs> yes, indeed. And they just show the mouth like creeping down towards her, and then it actually cuts away uh, back to... Our brown-haired girl, because I keep forgetting her name, uh, who's still bound in the ribbon chain, and that ribbon chain collapses and then turns into blood, kind of signaling what uh, you kind of knew already happened. Yeah, this is this is not a gory show. <laughs> no, <laughs> they it's at least not. make a point to make a cut. Obviously, the intention is there, and they don't really make it too gratuitous. Like you know exactly what's gone on, and it's more about character reaction to it rather than hey look at this someone's head just got bit off i i really enjoy how they handled it because she untransforms her magical girl uniform becomes her regular school uniform you see a silhouette of her body fall and hit the ground and then it cuts to madoka and sayaka and they're just their abject horror at what's going on well it's not every day that a 70s cartoon bites your friend's head off so I get it. And then proceeds to eat her body. Mm. Oh. Like, that's some shit for yeah. middle school. <laughs> <laughs> that's some shit for anybody, man. <laughs> I don't think we have to put a grade on this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so this is when Cubay starts, like, really pushing, like, now is my chance. You have right. to make contact with me, or else you guys are both dead. Yeah, he's totally going to eat you, and this contract will save you, because you'll be a magical girl now. Even though we literally just watched a magical girl get its head bitten off. So I don't feel like the contract's really the thing that's going to protect you. (laughs) A magical girl who used their contract to save themselves from dying. Right. (laughs) But then in comes Homura saying that will not be necessary. Yes. (laughs) Yep, She's going to get her way because she's she's about about to put it on that witch. At some point, you definitely have to sympathize with Kubei. He's getting cock blocked so much. I mean, contract so blocked. Much, so much contract block, <laughs> <Yeah>. blocked. Yeah. <laughs> Something. But yeah, and then Homura rocks up, and her power is explosions, because explosions are always cool. <laughs> Just ask Michael Bay. I was thinking more Killer Queen, but 
I know that's a more niche reference. (laughs) (laughs) And at this point, I almost feel bad for the witch because the witch, every time it goes to like bite her, she's not there anymore. And she's over off on, on another platform and just acting like she's strolling through the park instead of being multiply eaten by this thing. And then it explodes. Yeah. yeah. Because Homura literally gives no shits. Like, she just plays around with the thing and then a kaboom. But my favorite part of all of that is once it explodes, the shot is of a teacup with blood That's on it. That's right, yes. And the grief seed is just, like, and, lying in the... And just lying in the blood on the in the teacup. And Homura's face is just dead. It's just no emotion, no expression. And she goes... Burn this scene into your minds. This is what it means to be a magical girl. And for me, that is the turning point of the series. That's the moment, mm. you know, where it goes, oh, okay. That's what kind of show this is going to be. Neat. Yeah, it gets a little gritty and real all of a sudden. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, the entirety of this episode from beginning to end. Just a, a, a breakdown. And I guess is now the time when i react to all of it so i got a question for travis obviously me and alan have seen magical girl anime before right so this is very much not the norm this particular magical girl anime is not the norm yeah okay so i'm just i'm just wondering like whether the whether it was already kind of telegraphed or whether there actually was a shock of what happened in the show and like themes and stuff because when you think magical girl Madoka is not usually the first thought. No, uh, when you say magical girl, I would immediately think of Sailor Moon. That is the first place I would go because that is the the most widely available and or popular series, at least in the US. So that's what I think of. And the first thing that I know about Sailor Moon is they don't go around murdering people. And Madoka, in the one episode I've watched has a body count. So, <laughs> I mean, they didn't telegraph it. It was surprising because as soon as you told me it was a magical girl thing, I was expecting that, uh, you know, it's going to be standard. We'll team up and beat the baddie like uh, all the magical girls do. And they might rough them up a bit, but there's never death, at least not for the magical girls. Unless you're the sailor of death and rebirth. Just just saying. <laughs> well, it doesn't stick. You know, death doesn't stick. It's kind of more of a comic booky type death. Mm. But this death was very permanent. <laughs> it the most that way. final of deaths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think that I'm kind of curious to see where they go with this one. As much as this is like some bananas bullshit, and I've I said what the fuck many a times as I was watching this. And mind you, this is maybe 25 minutes of animation. I kind of want to know how else they're going to make this different. If they're going to really swing for the fences and make this the anti-magical girl, magical girl uh, show, if you will. Well, the anti-magical girl show is Cute High Earth Defense Love Club. That was too many <laughs> words for a title. That That is the magical boy show. Yep. <laughs> it's Cute High Earth Defense Club Love. Yep, still too many words for a title. <laughs> awesome. So we have we have Travis's thoughts. He he would watch. Yeah, that. um, I didn't mind it. 
maybe maybe not my favoriteest thing in the world, but I'm not saying that I wouldn't watch it. I probably will end up watching more of it, but if nothing else, I have to finish up uh, Death Parade because I really enjoy that before. I like walking away from things feeling bad. Like I said, I, I want to feel like I read a Russian novel after I watch something. Then you'll love the rest of Madoka. All right. <laughs> Is that it? Did we I, do it? I think we did it. Mm-hmm. What the now fuck, you Yuri guys? On Ice. <laughs> now Yuri on Ice is no longer our longest episode. Well, we added a, we, we added another person. That's yeah. going to take extra time. <laughs> Speaking of taking time, why don't you do some business, Joe? Hit him with the business. Business. Okay, so if you would like to follow the show on Twitter, it's at WTF Anime. And if you want to email us really anything... But if you want to hit us up with recommendations for shows we can watch, I recently got several recommendations from someone. I hate that person. I'm not going to give them the. Uh, I'm not going to give them the joy of being noted online. Uh, you can email us at wtfanimeshow at gmail dot com. Uh, Alan, thanks so much for coming on and talking about magical girl bullshit. <laughs> You're very welcome. I had a lot of fun. But there's one more thing. I thought you wanted me to make a recommendation for you. I was going to leave that till last, but because Travis does his thing. I do. I do do my thing. But before I do my thing, did we get Alan's business too? You've got. That's what I was leading to. (laughs) (laughs) See? Great minds. So I can be found on the internet at Alan underscore cells on Twitter. Um, Like they said before, I am the game master for uh, Pokemon World Tour United, which is a Pokemon actual play RPG podcast where me and my two friends, Jake and Josh, uh, kind of go through the world of Pokemon. I'm the game master. Um, We have a Rose or a Jenny named Rose um, and a lovable goofball named Cobalt. Um, attempting to uh, go through the Pokemon world. I'm also the frequent game master, sometimes cast member of uh, CKT Cast, which is Cool Kids Table. Uh, we are an uh, RPG podcast that tries different RPGs. We actually just started a D&D campaign called The Fallen Gods, which I've been working on for like 10 years. Uh, you know, no big. Um, so we're really excited about that. His voice was full of so much emotion as he was running. <laughs> like you, you could hear him trying not to cry as he was DMing. You can tell. And it wasn't just the bronchitis. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Is that what loves? Is that what ten years That's of hard work sounds, sounds like? like? <laughs> it's bronchitis. <laughs> and everyone should totally go listen to both those podcasts because Pokemon and clothes are cute as fuck. And <laughs> thank you, Travis. So Travis, where can they find you? Yeah. Oh, we never did me, do we? I'm at Dice Lobber. Tweet me, I'll tweet you back. <laughs> no big. Excellent. Short and sweet. Yes. I think it's that time. It's that time? All Travis, right. do the thing you're on the podcast for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. You got me laughing. <laughs> Next time on WTF Anime. So for this, we did something very special. Alan is going to tell us what anime and what episode we will be watching. I don't know. So I'm very excited. Yeah. I challenge you two to watch either, and you get to choose, episode one or episode two of Ghost Stories, the English dub. It must be the English dub. Um, I can, I'll talk to you about where you can find it uh, once we go off. Well, actually, no. You can find it on YouTube. All of the episodes of the dubbed are there. Episode one 
Or episode two, I'll let you decide that, but ghost story. Alan, I love you. I'm so fucking happy right too. now. <laughs> <laughs> what what have I been signed up for? Because Joe seems way ecstatic and that gets me nervous. I, I'll, all I will say is it is a comedy and you will laugh your ass off. Okay, you're selling this hard, man. I know where you live. I know. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. And I think, uh, what the fuck, guys? That's the episode. Thank you again for having me. Thanks for Thanks coming. Thanks for coming on. And come on literally any time. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> because we never get to talk anymore. So the only way we can do it is to have you pimp your own podcast so you will actually <laughs> talk to us. We're not cool enough to hang out in the real world. I'm hoping that once this is over, we'll just continue to hang out and we can talk about other things. <laughs> Excellent. So we're going to go do that. And in the meantime, we see you guys next week. At least you'll hear from us. And I've already made this goof before because this is an audio medium and you cannot see us. That's true. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.